Hey, this is Ravin Papia, transformational leadership coach and speaker and trainer. Hey, if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Denis Janutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and today I have a guest with me. His name is Robin Papaya, and he is uh, started his life by being doomed by doctors of an early childhood uh, death. Being born as a very weak child played into his favor, whereby he was introduced to reading by a teacher while his friends were enjoying their recreational time outside the class playing. He has defied the doctors, and today he stands as a father, reader, trainer, coach, public speaker, writer, politician, and influencer. He's discovered that his purpose is to help others grow to their optimum self. He's a three times Amazon one, a number one best-selling author. He's a super achiever recipient in business and entrepreneurship. Ravan is an entrepreneur, having achieved worldwide recognition for Ever Living Products for seven consecutive years. He has been among the top 300, uh, top 300 amongst 12 million forever business owners in the world, racking up the international awards and prizes. Uh, he's got a huge bio here uh, for listeners, but it's just wonderful to have him on the show. He's a member of the Chartered Institute of Marketing a member of the Institute of Directors in Mauritius, a fellow of the Institute of Sales and Marketing uh, Management in the UK and a fellow of the Chartered Management Institute in the UK. Ravan worked for seven years in the banking sector and moved to direct selling within, uh, within the Kirimiji group of companies. As a divisional sales director, he earned several international awards and recognitions in personal selling, personal hiring, and team management. He is the recipient of the coveted Superior Service Key from the World Book International USA, recognizing outstanding achievements in the world of sales and sales management. He's currently an executive director and a founding partner of the John Maxwell team, and he's now the managing director of the Mighty Champs Marketing Company and the Professional Leadership Center Limited. Ravan, a massive welcome to you to the show today. Hey, thank you very much. I feel really honored and privileged to be here, Dennis. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Hey, look, you've got a huge bio and you've achieved so much in your life to date. And I'm uh, really looking forward to see where you're going in the future and watching your journey, which is big, will be wonderful to watch. Tell me something. Um, is there anything else in your background that you'd like to share with our listeners? 
Well, uh, as uh, you started reading it, uh, when I was born, the doctors told my mom that I'm not going to live a long life because I was a very sick child. So I went on through my childhood, uh, you know, going to school, was not uh, allowed to to play during recreation because I would fall unconscious <laughs> many times during the week. So my teacher, Miss Chantal, introduced me to reading because she was to look after me during the uh, recreation time and, you know, getting bored maybe. And she started bringing books and she introduced me to reading at the age of six. And I think that was my life defining moment because I really took to reading as a major piece of whatever I am today. And reading made me discover the world because that was my world. In fact, I started reading and uh, at six years of age, you read, you know, books or by Enid Blyton and, uh, you know, all these books. So I, I identified myself with the superheroes of the books, whereas I was very ultra timid outside. I didn't have friends because, you know, I was bullied because of my situation. But I found when I was reading the books, I found myself as a superhero. So, and reading showed me the world. And uh, I, I saw that, you know, in all those stories, and you know, stories when you have books, uh, fiction and all, what does it tell you in the story? There's always a superhero is always starting, uh, you know, um, in a bad shape. And this is what, how I could recognize myself. I could, um, you know, see myself as those characters. And books completely changed my life uh, from six years of age. And I'm 55 now. So that has been a defining, a life-defining moment. But all throughout my life, this is how, what has pepped me up into becoming the person that I've become today. Fantastic. And, you know, life-defining moments is reading and, and helping you in your life. Now, your surname, Papia? Papia. Um, Papia. Okay, Papia. Where does that originate from? Um, you see, uh, in Mauritius, we have uh, several, you know, diverse, it's a diverse community, people having come from India, Africa, China, Europe. Uh, my parents came from India, from a place um, that's called... Um, uh, Bengaluru or Andhra Pradesh, you know, that's the region where I come from. So that's 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 where the name come from. I mean, maybe that name has been distorted a bit because by British colonies, you know, because at that time uh -huh. when, when people were saying their names and they didn't, the language was a barrier because they were not speaking English and when they were, you know, telling their yeah. name. So, yeah, I, I, I presume that's not the real name, but Papia, P-A-P-I-A-H <laughs> is what they wrote on the birth certificate, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And, and tell me something, the, how did you get into leadership? It's a long story, <laughs> a long story. Uh, so I told you I started reading. I mean, I started, I was initiated to reading by my uh, teacher in second standard. I was six years of age. And then I kept reading on, kept reading on. And then, you know, my life had a lot of, um, a lot of bankruptcies, if I can say that between uh, inverted commands. So in 1998, I, um, I lost my job. And uh, I lost my, my wife. I was like, you know, I was, I was on the verge of divorce. I lost my job. And uh, there was a, uh, a lady from South Africa called Val Lage, And I was in really bad shape. I mean, uh, you know, lost job, no, no income, lost my family. I was with two kids. So she, uh, she, she was introduced to me by some other friends. And uh, listening to my story, she took a piece of paper. She wrote something on that paper and said, and gave it to me and said, Raven, go on the internet and subscribe to this design. 
And what was written on that paper was design at jimroninternational.com. Oh, wow. Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn, 1998. Still remember that year. Fantastic year for me because it was a year that was I was I was going in the rut. But that was when God sent that lady, Valage, to me. And I went home and I signed up to that design and started getting those designs. It was free. A free design. I couldn't afford a subscription at that time. So I started getting those designs, free designs. I started learning from the great Jim Rohn. And this is how I was introduced to personal development. So I was reading. I was reading before, but I didn't have a hint of what personal development was all about. What was leadership? What was personal development? You know, I didn't I didn't understand that. But then I understand that there was an industry called personal development. And that was like driven by the great Jim Rohn, because every day uh, today, everyone you will speak to Darren Hardy, Eric Worre, Carl Wilson, you name it. Every one of them will tell you Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Brandon Bouchard, their mentor has been Jim Rohn. They have learned from him. And so I was initiated to personal development, personal development industry through the great Jim Rohn. So I can tell you, I can boast that, in fact, that I have all the collections of books, CDs, DVDs of Jim Rohn, every one of them. And I was introduced uh, to many of those people who were working with Jim at that time, Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley, Les Brown, uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones, Jeff Reggie Tomer, and John Maxwell. So... In 2011, because I was also buying, you know, buying from Jim Rohn, I started buying the other products. I started buying from Les Brown, started buying from John Maxwell, started buying from all of them. I'm, I became a, 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 I was a reader, but I became a personal development junkie, if you can, if you can understand that. I, I became a fanatic of personal development. So I started buying everything. I mean, all the audios there. And at that time, there was no uh, social media. There was no like virtual, you know, the things. So books and uh, DVDs. And, and, you know, I'm in Mauritius. That's very far from the U.S. So just imagine if I buy something for $20, it will cost me like $40 for shipping. But I continuously bought. And I, I, I knew John Maxwell. I was introduced through all the leadership weekend of John, um, Jim Rohn. And I started buying books of John Maxwell. And in 2011, I got an email. And they introduced me to John. John Maxwell was launching his John Maxwell team, his legs. Uh, you know, his, like he said, uh, my legs to my legacy. And they, they were looking for their what th- one, the first thousand founder partners. And uh, I responded to that email. And then someone called me. I still remember. I think it's, um, I'm not getting the name, but I'm sure they will get that. And that, that gentleman called me and said, you know what? You are among the first 50 that, you know, just responded. And you will be a founder partner. I'm telling you, Dennis, I didn't have the money. I didn't have the money. It was kind of like um, around $7,000. And they said, but you can sign up with $1,000. I didn't have it. I didn't even have $100. You remember 1998 was where I lost everything. And I, that was, that was uh, you know, uh, so very, 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 very difficult period. So um, I said, uh, what do I do? What do I do? And, and uh, I said, yes. I said, yes. And then I, I, I went and found the mini, you know, 
friends and, you know, so I, I was able to collect that $1,000 within a week and I signed up and it took me a year to pay for the 7,000 until I can go, I can fly to Orlando for that uh, certification. And I went in August, 2011. And uh, yeah, this is when uh, I was reading about leadership and uh, personal development, you know, personal growth introduces you to uh, leadership. Jim Rohn introduced me to leadership, but as Jim Rohn is an American philosopher, Jim Rohn is about mindset, is about, you know, making you believe, you know, what you have inside you, you know, that possibilities, that potentials that resides inside you. You're just aware or not aware of it. And most of us were not aware. This is how I wrote that quote. If you're not aware, you're nowhere, right? So, uh, 90% of us, we're not aware that we have that potential within us. It's inside us. We just need to wake it up and make it work. But then John Maxwell was all about leadership. He was a guru of leadership. He talks, he, he sleeps, he, I, I, I presume he walks, he talks leadership. So when that was, uh, you know, offered, I, I say to myself, I need to be there. I need to be in that team and I need to be a founder partner. So that's now nine years, 10 years now that I'm studying leadership with uh, John. And now, you know, his own Mark Hall and, you know, Chris Robinson and Paul Martinelli and, and so many other people. So I got hooked on that leadership because there were so many definitions about leadership. But, you know, what I loved is when John says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So what strikes me is I can influence. I can influence. So this is why I, it hooked on me. I mean, I was hooked on that word and on that definition as well. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, um, uh, tremendous. And so listeners, I think the, the biggest thing you could probably take away from here is the fact that invest in yourself. Invest in yourself by reading books. Uh, we used to, in, our, in the older days, Robin, we used to say, listen to tapes. And Charlie Tremendous Jones used to say that to us. The, you know, the difference between you are and, we, and success and that is the people you meet and the books that you read and the tapes that you listen to. Well, we've got MP3 players and so forth nowadays, but whatever it is, team, invest in yourself. And as Robin said, you know, at times he didn't have the money. And what we're going to say here to you is this, do what you need to do to go out and invest in yourself, to develop yourself, to move forward. And I remember listening to Jim Rowan as well years ago, Robin, and it's just a fantastic guy. So here's a question for you. Now, this person can be alive or can be from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? Well, actually, it's a guy that I love because he's changed my life for the past three years, and he's called Kyle Wilson. Now, Kyle is, if you don't know, Kyle has been the 18-year business partner of Jim Rohn. He has been working as a business partner with Jim Rohn. He's a guy, in fact. I mean, Jim Rohn was fantastic. He was, he was, he was great, but he was not known to the world until he met Kyle or Kyle met him. So Kyle is a marketing genius. He's a guy behind the marketing of Jim Rohn. So when he met Jim Rohn, he, they decided to work together and he decided to make Jim Rohn known to the world. And that was 18 years being together. So I was mentored by Kyle. I mean, I came to know Kyle in 1998. Remember that lady that wrote me that design was being driven by Kyle Wilson. And uh, there was, we were, we were exchanging emails because he was a marketing guy. He was producing the, you know, the stuff and the books and the CDs and the DVDs. And I, I knew him, but we didn't meet. And I wanted to meet mm. Jim Ron. It's a year, you know, that Jim Ron passed away in December, uh, I think 1999, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's 10 years now, if I'm not mistaken. So Jim was supposed to do a, a last leadership event. 
a lot leadership weekend event and i wanted to go because now i knew the guy i was so like you said we, we listened to him and i wanted to meet jim Rohn. but unfortunately in december he passed away and that was very very that was a very like a great sad moment for me and then uh, jim uh, kyle uh, I think he took, he, he sold everything because I think he was also very affected by that. And he sold the Jim Rohn International and, and you know, the business. And he took kind of like uh, a break. And then after, I think, a year or two, he came back and wanted to do something for himself. And I think he had my name and he's like, you know, the the, the email, email started coming. And I connected with him because he's a guy that, you know, produced all the products that we have today that we can relish. Uh, looking at, hey, we have that book from Jim Rohn and that CD and that DVD. Let me tell you, all that is Kyle Wilson. He's a guy who's been behind that. So when Kyle reconnected, I reconnected back and uh, uh, he started offering, you know, lessons from network and things like that. So I started subscribing. And in 2017, he launched the Mentorship Circle and I wanted to, to get into it. And, you know, it's not easy when you're in Mauritius and the U.S. is far away. I was the only Mauritians in that and only maybe foreigner, only Mauritian in that group. But in 2017, because in that mentorship group, Kyle meets other people uh, once every month, face to face. But for me to go to the U.S., you know, that involves a lot of money in terms of travel, etc., but in 2017, in May 2017, I paid and I went to the U.S. to meet Kyle. I went to the to Kyle's home. He was having this mentorship circle group meeting at his home in Dallas. So I went there in May and I, I still remember I came from the airport, my hotel, and then took a taxi, gave that address, and then I was in front of that home. And when I was walking toward the door, I was kind of like shaking, like I'm going to meet my mentor after practically, that was 1998. Wow. That was about 19, 20 years, 19 years. So I'm going to meet the man who for 19 years have been feeding me, feeding my mind, feeding my soul. And the door opened and there was Kyle Wilson and I met him. It was a very, a very, very um, emotional moment for me. And I met him. And I was there, supposed for those two days. But then uh, I was introduced to, there was great people around. There was uh, Robert Helms, who, um, uh, who is no more, uh, Bob Helms, rather, Robert's father. Bob Helms, who just passed away. He's, he, was called the, he was called the father of real estate. Uh, I met uh, Ron White. Maybe you know Ron White, the world memory champion. I met a lot of people, great people, I'm, I'm fantastic. But then Kyle told me, Raven, you, you've come all the way. I want to meet with you one-on-one -on -one for a full day. And then, you know, that you had two days and then the third day. Excellent. Yeah, I had a full day with Carl Wilson. And that day, like Jim Rohn says, the day that turns your life around, Carl mm. Wilson turned my life around on that day. Wow. So he is a guy that I look forward. He is my mentor. He is my friend. But he is a guy who's, who has impacted my life. I mean, all the other uh, other mentors like John Maxwell, uh, I mean, they are great, you know, gurus, giants of personal development. But the guy who personally impacted my life, I've I met him, I've hugged him, I cried in front of him while I was telling, you know, putting my life out. And uh, we had that one day; it was absolutely phenomenal. It was life changing, and it turns out it turned turned around my life. And that year, 2017, in 2018, I made my first collaboration with Kyle in that uh, co-authored book. 
That was my first Amazon number one best-selling book. And then it was second in 2019, 2020, the biggest book, um, um, Success Habits of Super Achievers, in which I've co-authored, I should tell you, it was all practically a good number of my mentors, Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley, John Ashraf, Darren Hardy, Les Brown. My chapter is next to Les Brown. And that book and that book came in uh, yeah, uh, last year and I'm collaborating for the fourth book this year, which is going to come end of March. So Kyle Wilson is a man for me. He has impacted so much my life and I would never be able to thank him enough. Yeah. Excellent. Look, we're, 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 this is brilliant stuff that you're sharing and, and really glad you're doing here and really glad you're here with me on the show. Let's, let's move on to some other questions as well. So leadership is changing the title of the show. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean to you? So briefly, what does that mean for you? So like I, I told you, my mentor says, John Maxwell, Dr. John Maxwell says, leadership is influence. I think for a lot of time, the world has been misinterpreting leadership. We have seen leaders, uh, despite mm. the fact that we've been talking about uh, Hitler, for example, you know, leadership by force. And uh, we have kind of like transited from that and said, now we have leadership by being democratic leadership where people vote, but still are so many places in the world we have that dictatorship. But I think even in countries where it's called democratic, where we're supposed to have democratic leaders, I believe that it's still leadership by force because, you know, you have laws that the government, when they come in and they have the power to change laws and they, they, they vote laws that, you know, go against a bit the, about the freedom of people. But I think the power that leaders get uh, the power should be for serving. But I'm, uh, you, let, you agree with me, in many countries, the power has been misused. But leadership yes. is changing. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful <clears throat> phrase, Dennis, because this is what's happening in the world. What can you see around in the world? What can you see what's happening in the U.S.? What can you see what's happening in Mauritius, for example? What can you see happening everywhere in the world, in Europe? People are taking over. But people are saying, no more. We want we want you to tell us the truth. We want you to be accountable. We want you to, you know, we, I tell people in my country, what is a government? Because when government comes, they say, we are in power. We are the government. We are the power. We have the power and we are the power. But I tell people, don't forget, a government is your employee. You are the employer. Because you sent them to take care of the country's affair, financial and others. So they have to be accountable to you, the population, and not yeah. the other way around. So leadership is changing for me is that people, maybe the millennials, maybe the Generation Z, that is a new generation that's coming, that are not the generation that will stay silent. I think there is a change of mindset where people are no more standing silent and say, what can we do? They have the power. They are saying today, no. We are the power. We are the country. We are the population. We are the government. You are taking care of that. And we've sent you there. And we pay you for that. But we don't pay you to uh, corrupt. We don't pay you to do all these things that you are doing. We pay you to govern, to take the, the people's money and to make the country progress and to prepare for the future. So I think leadership is changing in the sense that leadership in the past was only those people who are in power, but people are understanding today that leadership is about everything. Leadership, the true leadership is self-leadership. It's leadership, each and every human being, every one of you, you're a leader. And I think people are starting to understand that. And this is why more and more people are going on the road to express themselves, to say, 
we are also leaders and we also lead. And this is what we are going to do. Yep, people are very becoming very vocal and they're wanting to be A, heard, and two, the B, they want to be also make sure people are transparent, being authentic and being vulnerable as well. But uh, And it certainly is out there for sure. But there's been a lot of change in business and industry of late. And so if there was one thing that you could change in business as a leader today, what would it be? Okay. I've seen a lot. I mean, in my country, I think everywhere in the world also, maybe that's uh, statistics say that 93% of all new businesses that, uh, you know, launches uh, in less than three years, it closed down. 93%. Huge. It's huge, isn't it? So 93 upon every 100 businesses are going to open. Small entrepreneurs or small enterprise, they are going to close. So I think the the problem is not that business is not booming. The pr- problem is not that there's no business. There is business. We have seven plus billion people around in the world. The world has become global with internet, social media, all the platforms that are there. We can sell to anyone in the world. But I think if there's one thing I'm going to change in business today is to make people understand that they are the business driver. They are the business trigger. If your business is not working, it's not because your price is too high. It's not because people are not buying. It's not because of COVID-19. It's not because it's because you are not unleashing that potential that you have to its utmost. To it, You're not optimizing it. You're not becoming your better version, your best version, because inside you is so much. You see, people launch their business. They want to do that. They go into that. They learn about the product or service, and they say, okay, I'm ready. Let's go and market. No. When you go out and market and you see the market is difficult because you have a new product, people don't know you and whatever reasons, people's not buying. And then what happens? You die. You, you, you're mm. frustrated and you stop. Why this happens? Because this is this is a turning point. This is a turning point. When you are launching and you're not happening to make it happen, you stop and you quit and you say, it's not working. This is a turning point. And the turning point is... You are vulnerable. You have yep. to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable for growth, but you are vulnerable to quit here. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, you are not resilient. Now, being resilient doesn't happen. You're not born resilient. You have to learn resilience. You have to learn to become resilient. And this is why you say it, Dennis, and all our mentors say the biggest challenge of, of being, of, of, of producing, of succeeding rather in a business is how good are you? How good are you to accept failure, to accept falling down and get up again and get up again and say, here I go again, here I go again. Because when you talk about business, what do you talk? You talk about Apple. What do you talk? You talk about Steve Jobs. You talk about Microsoft. You talk about Bill Gates. You talk about, I mean, you talk about real estate investing. You talk about Warren Buffett. You talk about leadership. You talk about John Maxwell. These people are resilient. Warren Buffett is over 90. This guy is, is phenomenal. Now, it's not about his business. It's not about the real estate that's booming. It's Warren Buffett. Because if real estate is booming, why there's no other five names like Warren Buffett uh, you know, in front? It's because this guy has become the person who can drive that success to a high level, to a next level, and keep getting it there. So one thing that I would want to change in business is to tell people the first thing that you have to work on is not your business. It's to work on you and become resilient and become bigger than whatever problems that you're going to face so that you can eat your problems at breakfast, lunch, and dinner and keep going. Beautiful. And I love the fact that you talk about are you um, unleashing your potential, right? And it does come to you 
as an individual. And for a lot of people, they want to go and do something. They want to go and do business, but they're not right. What I call, Ravan, the six-inch gap, the six inches between your ears, right? The attitude, the mindset, and things like that. And if they're not right, that's where they're going to actually have a lot of problems. And, you know, we look at the likes of the John Maxwells, uh, the Bill Gates, and other people that who are successful in business, but they didn't get there just by snapping their fingers and, and and clapping their hands. They've gone through a lot as well, but we don't get to see that, right? And uh, that's really interesting. Now, look, you, you touched on the topic before, and I think you've already answered this question. The question is, how has employees' expectations of leaders change? And I think you've already answered that by saying people want people to be vulnerable. They want to say things and things like that. So I think we're, we're all good with that question, right? Yep. What makes a leader successful you know, because life is so fast, it's moving fast, it's ever-changing and so forth. What makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? I think it comes back to the basics. If the leader wants to really be successful, he has to serve. Serve the mm. people, serve his organization, serve the employees, serve the stakeholders, uh, the shareholders, the employees, the customers, serve. I mean, service is a word that every leader should take uh, as a first goal. If they're writing the vision and mission of the statement of the company, of the corporation, or of the government, or whatever, put people first. I mean, it's cliche, but it's true if you put people first, if you put people in the center, and if you serve them, you take that power. Because you see, when you become a leader, you have power. You can do the power, you can use it, you can misuse it, or you can use it, uh, you know, the right way. But the right way is to serve. I think servanthood leadership is a leadership that is going to thrive in today's world. Because you can see New Zealand Prime Minister, very young lady. Um, I'm sure you, you are from New, New Zealand, isn't it, Dennis? So it's all going around the world. The, the young people, I... I've heard a lot about young people and say, oh, these young people today, uh, you know, but I'm telling you, I trust them. They have, they are incredibly intelligent. What they need is guidance, of course. They need guidance, but they have, they they are, I think the new generation, the generation Z that's coming in are going to bring a lot of changes. So for me, leaders first should serve. Second, they should produce leaders bigger and better than themselves. And this is why a lot of leaders, I mean, if you look at the political parties, even in my country, the same leader has been there for 40, 50, 60 years. What does that mean? I mean, okay, you are saying that you're a charismatic figure, you, but for 30, 40, 50 years, you're, only, you're the same leader. What is happening? Your organization, your party, you are saying that your party is unable to produce leaders. This is what you are saying. Mm. This is what you are saying. And leaders should be able to produce bigger and better leaders than themselves. And the day they do that, they become a bigger leader. They become, because they have been behind that, you know. So serving and preparing for the succession. Yep. Serving and preparing Excellent. for the succession. For me, those, those nice. are two major. There are too many, there are many more, but these two are major. Serve and prepare for the future. Prepare other leaders, yep. the future leaders. Fantastic. And, you know, Ravan, you, you're talking about the future now. We're going to get to the next question, uh, which is talking about the future. And because uh, I really like to get your thoughts on on the next question. But the thing here I wanted to say is that you're so right in, in what you're saying and sharing here about if, you know, why somebody in that leadership role for so long? And it, it's, it's, it's that power thing, right? And come on, 
what are we doing to develop? And I, I see also leaders getting upset because they've invested in people. They have grown people over the last two years, three years, four years. And then that person gets up and leaves the organization. They get upset. And I'm like, what are you getting upset about? Oh, we've invested so much money into this person and so much. And I'm going, well, isn't that your success story? Isn't isn't that what we are doing as leaders? Isn't that what our role is to help other leaders be successful? Oh, yeah. yeah well, so then why, why are we getting upset? I mean, I know that you've invested some money, but if we all invest in leaders, if we all develop leaders and that, that's going to help the world generally and we're all going to be in a better, better position. So let's talk about the future. Robin, you talked about the future a little bit. Where do you see, I'd like you to get your crystal ball out and start thinking about the future, where do you see leadership being in five years? Well, I think uh, it's going to really take the world by storm because people are becoming a lot more aware. I, I keep saying that that quote that I've written a couple of years back that came on, popped out in a training. If you're not aware, you're nowhere. I think people are becoming more and more aware about their leadership potential. Because you see, before you had one leader and a population of 1 million, 10 million, 50 million people. Today, if you have a population of 1 million people, for example, in Mauritius, you have 1 million leaders. And the new generation are coming to understand that. And we people like you, Dennis, you are doing this and this, what you're doing, this podcast, you are sharing with the world, you're teaching the world, you are awakening the world to the fact that each and every one of you, my friend, listening to us, you are a leader. So the future is bright for leadership. Why? Because when everyone becomes a leader, someone asked me a question once, if everyone is becoming a leader, who's going to be a follower? But let me tell you, a great leader was a great follower. If you want to become a great leader, you need to be a great follower, following the right people. So when you transit from a follower and you become a leader, your contribution to the world increases manyfold, hundredfold, thousandfold. And what we need, this, this world is, is, has a scarcity of leaders. Every one of us, we're a leader, but we're not taking cognition of that. We're not cognizance of that. We're not taking, um, you know, we are not being aware. But in five years, I see more and more awareness being taken up and more and more people taking to the floor and becoming a leader and contributing. Because if everyone, no, what is a leader? It's influence, right? So how do you influence? You have to grow yourself, right? Self-leadership. So if everyone is becoming a leader, means they are investing on themselves, they're becoming a better leader, they are, they are developing their self-leadership, then they are going to influence. Because when they grow themselves, you know, you have to have in order to give. If you don't have anything, what are you going to give? But when you develop yourself, you become a better leader because you're knowing more, you're being aware, you are becoming bigger and better. So you have, when you have, then you can share, you're giving. Like you told me, Dennis, you, you loved also to listen to Jim Rohn. This is what Jim Rohn was saying. He was learning, developing himself and then sharing to the world how he has become what he has become uh, from, uh, you know, Idaho farm boy. You, you know that story. So when more and more people are investing or developing themselves, investing in personal development, becoming a better leader by investing in self-leadership, and they have more now to share to the world. If everyone impacts 10, 20, 30, 100, 1,000 people, what are we talking about? Let's say we're talking about our new million leaders impacting 100 people everywhere, everyone on average. We're impacting 100 million people to become leaders, to understand that leadership is a responsibility. It's not even, you know, a choice. It's a responsibility. It's a duty of every human being to become a leader. 
You already have that potential inside you. You have to take the decision to act on that potential and unleash it and release it and go to your next level and become your better version and share with the world. And this is how we are going to grow. And this is happening. And this is why in five years, I think, Dennis, we are going to take the world by the storm. And you know that John has uh, launched a change your world thing. And this is a bit what we are doing round tables, like with eight people. And then we take more people and that these people take more people. So we are touching, uh, you know, one person at a time who's going to touch eight person at a, uh, another time. And then eight will touch eight. That's 64. And it goes on like that. And you know that we have more than 30,000 John Maxwell team members in the world. Uh, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you're one of them, Dennis, right? So we're changing the world. We're changing the world. In five years, leadership has already taken the world by storm. And that can be only great news for all the people in the world. A bit not so great news for politicians and for people who just want to sit in that power for years and years and years. Not good news for them because a change is coming. Wow, listeners, this has just been amazing, this episode with Ravan. He's uh, shared some wonderful things here and your responsibility to develop yourself, to be the leader you can need to be, to lead people going forward, which is fantastic. Ravan, thank you so much for joining on us on today's show. Hey, if our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where should they go? Hey, I'm on Facebook by Ravin Papia, R-A-V-I-N-P-A-P-I-A-H. I'm also on LinkedIn. I have uh, some Facebook groups, uh, Life Defining Leadership or um, um, Life Defining Leadership, Network Marketing Inspired, Entrepreneurs Development Academy. So if you if you link with me on Facebook, you will see Ravin Papia. You'll see also the groups. You can write to me. Email address is uh, plcgm, plcgmleadership at gmail.com. So uh, you can yeah link with link uh, with me connect with me rather on LinkedIn on Facebook uh, my email address uh, plcgmleadership at gmail dot com yeah and Robin, then I have thank a, you I'm sorry Dennis I have also a podcast so they can go uh, on Apple or whatever you know uh, platform you use and look for Ravin Papia on the podcast and you will you will see me what's the name of the podcast. The podcast is uh, Sales Mastery by Ravin Papia, and uh, you can also look for it, uh, uh, Develop an Epic Business, I think something like that. But Sales Mastery by Ravin Papia is a is a one, actually, that I am uh, putting on. It's an international radio show. So you can get me on the podcast. Type Ravin Papia, Sales Mastery, right? Great. Thank you, Ravin. Ravin, hey, once again, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Dennis. That was really an honor and a privilege to be here with you. Thank you. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders need to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they're being released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Share them with your friends, your family, your network. Hey, if there's any feedback you'd like to give me on the show or if there's a question you want me to ask our guests or if there's a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, it's great to have you here with us on the show today. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.